So New York has seen an incredible spike in crime since they've started their defund the police movement. I think it's been a, a little bit over a hundred percent increase in shootings since this time last year. And just recently they had a day where they had 15 murders in 15 hours. I mean, absolutely insane numbers. Uh, people are getting shot left and right. I would not want to live in New York right now. I feel bad for anybody who either has to live there or for whatever crazy reason chooses to live there. I mean, that place has absolutely lost its mind. Um, I think they've seen uh, it was a pretty high jump in police uh, retiring early. I mean, they don't even have to defund the police. The police are kind of doing it themselves. Cops are saying, look, if you're going to prosecute me for doing my job, or if I'm going to be encouraged to not do my job, then I'm just not going to do my job and I'm going to quit. I'm not going to put my life on the line and my family's source of income on the line uh, over my, you know, my policing job where I don't even get to police because contrary to popular belief, most police, like most doctors, get into their profession because they want to help. I mean, I've met tons of police. I've got a couple of officers in the family. I've got a, a lot of military in the family, and they all join to serve God and country. I mean, every single one that I know of, at least. Um, talk to a lot of police officers that aren't family, and a lot of them are for the same reason. They, they either join because they, they want to help people, or because, you know, when they were a kid, they thought cops were super cool, uh, you know, helping out their community and whatnot. So for the most part, cops are just good people trying to help. And now they, their uh, protection, when they're helping, has been stripped away. And they're being attacked right now. I mean, not just in the sense of politics. I mean, they're literally being attacked. Uh, precincts are being taken over. Cop cars are getting attacked. Police officers are getting attacked. So this spike in crime in New York, to anyone with more than, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 IQ can pretty clearly see the correlation between attacking the police, defunding the police, and the rise in crime. But not AOC. Oh no, let me tell you. Her degree in economics has provided her with some valuable insights here. She has said that uh, the increase in crime is not because of the defund the police movement. She instead said that it was because people were stealing bread from stores because they are hungry. Well, I hate to break it to her, but stealing bread from stores does not involve murdering black people for whatever reason. Um, and stealing bread from stores also does not involve stealing flat screen TVs or, or shoes from Foot Locker. And then she went on to claim that <clears throat> another part of the reason for the spike in crime is not because of the police being defunded, so less police does not equal more crime in AOC's mind. Uh, she has said that uh, there's been a spike in crime because the, uh, the police have not been defunded enough. So she's saying that more police equals more crime. And right now, that little, you know, just a seventh of the police budget being cut, that wasn't enough. All of the cops retiring, uh, the mayor basically saying that... Uh, BLM protesters won't be prosecuted for anything. I mean, none of that has anything to do with the drop in crime, or uh, the rise in crime. 
it's none of that. It's because the police haven't been defunded enough, and people still feel attacked and brutalized by the evil, vicious police. Well, I hate to break to you, but that's simply not the case. More police equals less crime. That's just blatantly obvious. We have statistics to back that up, and we're seeing in real time statistics to back that up. Less police has led to way more crime. I mean, like, historic numbers of crime. I don't think New York has seen anything this crazy, at least in many, many years, if not in history. So, I mean, just absolutely insane policy from New York and from a lot of other places in the country. I think Chicago has some uh, crazy numbers like that as well. But all of that ties into, or should tie into, the economy. So, I mean, in any other year... (laughs) other than 2020, if murders in major cities everywhere jumped 100, 200, 150%, I mean, the stock market should at least take a hit. I I, I mean, you know how sensitive the stock market is. If we see a, a stage one clinical trial for the vaccine for the coronavirus, it rallies 5%. But if we see a 100% or 150% increase in shootings, no, no, no. It doesn't even take a hit. In fact, it goes up. Uh, I mean, this market just does not care. Anything bad that happens is completely overshadowed by the trillions of dollars that the Fed is spending. Which, if you're, you know, again, above 15 IQ or 20 IQ, that should be a bearish thing for the market if the Fed is spending trillions and trillions of dollars because the market is sort of tied to the dollar. And if the dollar takes a huge hit, so will the stock market. And what happens that causes the dollar to take a hit? Inflation. And inflation is just printing more money, increasing the money supply. And right now the Fed is doing that at unprecedented levels. I mean, never seen before in history. The Fed has printed and spent more money this year on the coronavirus crap than we did in the entire 08 crash, bailing out the entire financial system over, uh, I don't know how many years it took, maybe four or five years. We did not spend this much. Just, I mean, it's only been half a year at this point. Uh, What is this? It's July, I think. Yeah, July. Uh, So we're seven months in, I think. And I mean, we've already spent more than the last crash put together. I mean, stocks are seeing levels that have only been seen before the dot-com crash. I mean, just crazy surges in all of these stocks. So realistically, this is all very bullish for gold and very bearish for stocks, but for some reason, uh, stocks continue to soar. And that's even while gold is soaring. Uh, Right now, I'm going to check the numbers again. Gold is at... 1813 as of recording this and silver is at $19.27. I mean these are these are pretty high numbers. Uh, I think almost record high for gold and uh silver obviously not near a record high, but it's set to break out. And I mean nobody's seeing this. Everyone has love eyes or you know their their eyes have turned into hearts for the uh the stock market because the Fed continues to, to spend all of this money in the market. I don't mean, it's just, the world has gone crazy. Like I keep saying, 2020 has just been such a crazy year 
that any, you know, major event that should normally crash the market for some reason makes it rise. Uh, you know, crime surging, nope, rise in the stock market. Uh, Chaz being formed and said, nope, rise in the stock market. I mean, just all of these crazy, crazy things happening. And nobody seems to care. So <laughs> right now, crazy times. Uh, everyone needs to try to stay safe. I am going to say this now, and I'll say it again eventually. Buy gold, buy guns. Uh, if you're, you know, going to hedge against all of the craziness, those are the ways to do it. And I say buy guns particularly right now because people are being shot and killed in the streets every day. And you need to be able to defend yourself. Uh, take some sort of defensive class. Uh, learn how to shoot your gun once you buy it. Um, and try to stock up on ammo. I mean, I went to a gun store the other day trying to look into buying my first gun, which I didn't realize how hard it would be at 19. Uh, I think you have to be 21 to buy a handgun, which is crazy to me, but <clears throat> the gun store owner and a couple of the patrons shopping there said that 9mm ammo, uh, I mean, it's out everywhere. They could not find any in the entire city or surrounding area of Dallas. I think the people that were shopping there said that that was their 18th gun store, and they still couldn't find any ammo. So... Uh, a lot of people are rising up there, and a lot of people are rising up with uh, with savings. We've actually seen a dramatic increase in the savings rate, and credit card debt has started to reverse. Uh, I don't know if that's still true, but we had a couple of months there where it was uh, decreasing rather than increasing, which is, that is at least good news. People uh, see a crash, and they are smart enough now to save and to get out of debt. Uh, I can only hope that that behavior will continue uh, once this crash is over, which will obviously take a while, but <clears throat> I, I don't think it will, uh, honestly. <laughs> if people aren't smart enough to save and invest when times are good, and they're only smart enough to do it when times are bad, when they don't have as much money to save and invest, I don't think that they are going to uh, suddenly have a shift in mindset when times go back to being good. Uh, I mean, maybe some people will, and it'll be good news, but uh, for a long time I had been predicting that the student loan crisis was going to be the thing that crashed next. Uh, little did I know, you know, the coronavirus was going to come along and the government was going to uh, speed up the dollar crash, but I'm, I'm hoping that these behaviors and these attitudes towards saving money and getting out of debt will continue on into the future and help the student loan crisis. Maybe people will realize, hey, paying $80,000 for a degree in lesbian dance theory is maybe not the wisest choice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, going to college for the experience, going to a, uh, a brand name college instead of just a local community college is maybe not the right choice. I'm hoping all of these things will carry forward and maybe alleviate or just avoid altogether the student loan crisis. I mean, it is a crisis. We have, I think, a trillion dollars or more in student loan debt. And of course, all of that debt is backed up by the federal government. So what that means is that the, the Fed is in debt. Uh, and, and we, the people, owe that. So it's just another problem on the on the pile 
I guess. And so I'm hoping that that one will be alleviated by this. So, you know, there's always a silver lining. Uh, I don't know what the silver lining is yet with the <laughs> defund the police movement, but uh, I'm hoping that we'll find one, although I really doubt it. Uh, hardly anything good comes out of making neighborhoods less safe. Because if you think about it, you're going to take a poor neighborhood and just make them poorer. If you take the police out of a neighborhood and it's unsafe, what business in their right mind is going to come into that neighborhood and start selling products and employing people? That's how you make a poor neighborhood rich, is you send the cops in, you clean the place up, and then businesses will see a chance for profit. They'll come in, they'll start a business, they'll employ people, they'll sell their goods, they'll lower their prices eventually, and the neighborhood will get better. But for some reason, you know, AOC's economics degree has taught her that less police, uh, for some reason, equals more prosperity. Which it's funny now to see the left advocating for less government spending. <laughs> they're saying, well, I guess they're really technically not, because they just want to move the spending into uh, social programs and whatnot. So I guess they're not advocating for less spending. Never mind, no silver lining. But, yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. I'm not very hopeful. Uh, <laughs> makes me very glad that I live in Texas. Uh, that That's still happening here. Riots and whatnot are still happening here, but not nearly as bad. And it's because people know. <laughs> I mean, if you break into my house, or I've got a, a buddy who lives down in Texas in Waxahachie, if you break into his house, I mean... We shoot to kill if you break in because, uh, you know, we're going to defend our property and we're not taking any chances. And I think that people know that, that that's the way that it is in Texas. I don't think that we're alone in that, uh, in that standpoint. So, uh, yeah, all, all that to say, more police, more guns equals less crime, not the opposite. And, uh, I, I mean... It's, it should seem like fairly obvious correlation, but for some reason, because Bill de Blasio says that it's not, everyone just believes that it's not. So I don't know how to convince people otherwise. Statistics and charts don't seem to help. Uh, pleading with them to change their mind does not seem to help. So I don't know, maybe I just need to start working for CNN and maybe that'll help, but... All, uh, all that is all I wanted to say, so we'll be back with more in another episode. Thank you very much for listening.